we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos. The Lakers Fast Break, also as well Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, when you have time, if you're available to do so, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus also as well, like, subscribe, share, whatever you can do to go ahead and support this podcast. It is truly appreciated. And also here with me today, if you can also do the same thing for his awesome channel, that's NBA Draft Junkies, as I'm showing everyone right now, NBADraftJunkies.com, and of course his YouTube page, NBA Draft Junkies. Please, all the tons of videos that he has on NBA Draft Prospects, take a look at it whenever you can. It is truly appreciated, plus like, subscribe, also give five stars to his two shows, the NBA Draft Junkies and Run the Floor Podcast. It is Rafael Barlow. And Rafael, I'm not going to give you a, a, that usual cheery intro that I do normally for everyone out there. So I do apologize for that because uh, today uh, the NBA decided to go ahead and make a statement, a statement that I fully uh, endorse and agree with. Uh, and it's a statement that needs to be made because games for NBA playoff day 10, I think it is, uh, were canceled today because of the reaction and, and basically protest to the unfortunate shooting that took place, the very tragic shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin that has left him paralyzed, but being shot seven times uh, in front of his own children, truly, truly just a, a tragic and horrific event and the protests that are now taking place after it. I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, because to me, like I said, I'm supporting it not only myself, but, you know, so many people, millions and millions of people out there, the Major League Baseball, the WNBA, they're all supporting it by canceling games as well as the NBA. Yeah, it was definitely shocking to me. I mean, never in my lifetime have I seen boycotts or protests um, cancel professional basketball games and multiple professional sports. So this is a day that we'll probably always remember. And, um, yeah, just, I'm sure I was like everybody else. I was shocked. I mean, you, you kind of heard the rumblings that it may happen when you, um, I think it was Toronto and Boston talking about it. And then, um, I just remember on Twitter and before I even got a chance to turn on the TV, they said the Bucks hadn't come out on the court yet. And then I felt like after that, you know, once it was real, then it was like, well, that puts a lot of pressure on the other four teams that are that were scheduled to play today. So, well, you saw re- LeBron's reaction on Twitter. He was uh, yep. definitely in support of it in a, a pro- you know, let's just say a very poignant and profane way. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just you know the 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 Blake shooting was the was the one that kind of really kind of started this up again but it was just the the reaction from the kid yesterday the 17 year old that killed two people and was able to walk by the police with the with the gun i think that is what really like sent people over the edge today once those videos surfaced i know it's like one of the first things i saw online this morning when i when i got up so i think that is the the like the final i guess what's to say the straw that broke the camel's back yeah, yeah i think that was it I agree with you. I saw it too. First thing when I, I got up this morning and I was horrified because you see, it sends a message that the police are looking to go ahead and 
just basically look in a different direction. And it just gives an awful image right there of everything that people have been talking about and protesting against. And you see them interacting with the shooter. And as far as uh, somebody on one of these vehicles that passed by interacted uh, via the intercom, speaking to him, just telling him to move out of the way while he walked on by and while they went down the street to find out what was going on, even though clearly this man has a gun. So I don't know, my friend. I, I don't know what to say at this point more than what we have said. I mean, people can just go ahead and check out our previous podcasts about these issues about what needs to be done. But uh, again, I think a, a very strong statement was made today by the entire sports world. It was. I just, I want to see what the follow-up is. And that is, I guess that would kind of determine everything. Like it would determine if there's a season going forward. If, if let's say they end up playing tomorrow. Then, yeah, they made a strong statement, but they ended up playing again tomorrow, and the games are just pushed back a day. They got a day of rest, in a sense, and it you know caused a big uproar. So I could possibly see that happen simply because the owners could lock them out. If the guys decide that they don't want to play and they want to cancel the season, then I think a lockout is, is <laughs> very, very uh, – yeah, I think the chances of a lockout are really, really high after that because so much money will be lost. Yeah. And then you have to figure that if they decide not, if they decide to continue to play, but it's based off of not wanting to be locked out, then there are some people that will criticize them for not really taking a real strong stance. You know, at the end of the day, money won over, money was more important than the message that they were trying to trying to make. So I think it's a no-win situation. I don't think anyone's right or wrong in this case. If they decide to play tomorrow and play going forward, I don't think that's the wrong decision. If they decide not to play and they feel like playing is taking away from um, the social justice and, you know, all the attention that they want to bring to to uh, injustices, and if they, like I said, if they decide not to play, then I don't think they're wrong in that regard either. So I'm just interested to see what happens going forward. And Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com is now joining us. He'll be on in a sec, but I wanted to go ahead and mention as well that the players did have a meeting, I think around uh, an hour ago from our airtime, about 8 p.m. Eastern. And I know tomorrow morning, the NBA is conducting a Board of Governors meeting in the morning to, I guess, I don't know if they've, they've, I'm sure they're going to be speaking to the Players Association by that point in time. So they'll have a plan going forward on what they want to do, not only with the games now, but again, with what the players and the league decides what they're going to do with the games going forward. So in the next 24 hours, we're going to have a clear or a hopefully a clearer path on what we want to see from the games going forward and here with me right now and also Raphael right now is again Laker Tom I know him as Tom Wong but you know him the guy as the behind the Lakerholics.com website for all things Lakers it is Tom Wong uh, and Laker Tom I know you wanted very much to be a part of this conversation as well uh, Raphael and I have already spoken about our thoughts on it I and Raphael completely support the the players and what's going on 
And going forward, uh, you know, with whatever the players decide to do, we also want to go ahead and say that, you know, it, it's we, we agree with you. There's just there is such a delicate situation at this point in time. But their their strong message that the NBA, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks and and obviously the rest of the teams, they made a strong statement today on what's going on with the aftermath of the Jacob Blake shooting and what's happening in Wisconsin right now. Well, I agree 100% with uh, you and Raphael, Gerald. Uh, I couldn't be prouder of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks team. Um, I was born and raised in Wisconsin until I was until I was in seventh grade. And uh, uh, it's it just the, the things that have happened there, the comments by the police chief of Kenosha uh, are just uh, unacceptable. And uh, uh, I couldn't be prouder of the players for taking a stand. And I think that the strategy that they've adopted and in, uh, in uh, trying to force the uh, Wisconsin legislature to make some actions or to get the Kenosha Police Department to uh, do something uh, are steps that that really make a lot of sense. Um, I'm actually been surprised at how much negative it, uh, response there's been on Twitter to the players making their moves, uh, being called naive, being told that uh, nothing's going to happen this time, just like every time in the past. And I see it completely differently. I see this as uh, just another major step like the Me Too movement and so forth that is that is going to give a whole lot of social power to the people that they've never had in the past. So I'm rooting for the players to uh, prevail in this, for them to really force the establishment to make some moves that should have been made a long time ago. Um, and I support whatever they need to do in order to get what they what justice needs to be gotten in this situation. Um, well, not just it, this situation, yeah. uh, my friend. There's Breonna Taylor. There's countless others who yeah. have not had that the was, proper justice dealt in their situations. Yeah, I, I just posted on Lakerholics.com that uh, there ought to be a list that they start to make of the various things that need to be done. And uh, it's good to see the Major League Baseball, the WNBA, uh, other other major sports joining in. I hope all of their sponsors, uh, I'd like to see, you know, NASCAR and WWE join in a bandwagon and, and let's, you know, let's really, let's really put some pressure to have things, to put the light on the things that keep getting swept under the rug year after year. Well, on the, unfortunately, the NHL, I think is the only sports league I know that didn't participate, at least as of this point or this recording, hopefully they will, they will decide to go ahead and and also offer their thoughts on the situation as well. Raphael, I mentioned to you off camera uh, that I wanted to see a little bit more. In the days, in the, in the past couple of weeks, we saw, I don't want to say a lessening per se, because obviously we saw still LeBron James trying to keep it into the forefront, uh, obviously with what he's been wearing, with his hat, to what he's been wearing, what he's been talking about, uh, you know, on camera and, and interviews. But from the rest of the league as a whole, I've been seeing a little bit less. I saw the ads. They're, they're effective. They're still there. Obviously, with the, the court with Black Lives Matter. But I want to ask you this, my friend. I think I've been seeing in, in recent games just, you know, obviously the focus becomes, even by us here, that the focus has been on the NBA basketball and not enough, in my opinion, on what's been going on. But again, I may be seeing things in a, in a different fashion. 
And I think you're 100% correct. And, um, but you know, it's like anything, as days go by, things kind of get pushed to the back. But I think we all kind of owe Kyrie an apology. If the reports are true that he did not want the players to play in the bubble anyway, because he felt like it would take away from the attention of what, you know, the whole, um, you know, the whole movement, then, you know, he may have been right. Because as we were, like you just said, as the games went on, the games got good and everybody was kind of back in basketball mode. It really did kind of, you know, just kind of push the whole movement back to the side and everything was basketball, basketball, basketball. So if that's true, that Kyrie didn't want to play, and he wanted him and Dwight did not want to play because they felt like this would take away from it. Then I think a lot of us owe them an apology if we were critical of them for wanting to have the players take that stance. I agree with you. And it just is something that we still need to keep out in the forefront whenever or if we, you know, the NBA decides to go ahead and the players decide to go ahead and go back to games, which is going to be my next question uh, to you, Laker Tom, is the if and the when. Uh, you know, could there possibly be games tomorrow or could there possibly be no games at all for quite some time? I think at this point in time, it probably depends on what the gerrymandered Wisconsin legislature decides to do in the Kennesaw Police Department. Um, if they, you know, if they refuse to, they've had, I think, since June, this police reform bill on their desk, uh, and the legislature has refused to do anything about it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of hope that a Republican-controlled legislature in Wisconsin is going to respond to uh, actions by what they perceive as a bunch of black athletes. Um, but I also think that there's going to be tremendous social pressure on them to do something about that police reform bill. Um, it's going to at least eliminate chokeholds, no-knock warrants, uh, and a few other things that definitely are a step in the right direction. So if they if they refuse to do anything, I think the playoffs are over. And if they, if, they, if they do come back and, and let's say surprise everybody and approve uh, that police reform bill, and uh, and, and also the against the needs, the officer in, involved, I, I you know obviously there is yeah, investigation. Yeah, I think they also need to they also need to come out and the, the Kenosha Police Department needs to do something. They have been totally silent on it, and even even today, the police chief basically implicated the protesters as part of the problem for for getting killed. You know, basically thinking a seventeen year old kid has to come in and and protect the public when. Uh, when the protesters have created this situation. So there's a lot of reckoning to be done. Um, right now, I think it's 50-50. Um, but I would stand behind the players 100% if they decide that if nothing is, if, nobody, if, if Wisconsin does not respond, then the playoffs are off as far as I'm concerned. And I think that, that would be the right move to make. You have to take a stand at some point in time. Um, and anybody, is, anybody has to be blind not to see that this problem is getting worse every day. I mean, we just barely got past George Floyd, you know, and, and that was still raw in everybody's minds. And then you go and have Jacob Blake getting shot in the back seven times in front of his kids. Um, 
and then and then you know it's just there's a point where you just can't take it and i could understand I from the player's standpoint i i actually can't understand it because i'm not black but my god i can as a human being i can understand the frustration that they must feel aside from wanting to think that why the hell would they want to get out there in the court and play a basketball game um but Raphael, you wanted to interject. Yeah, I was saying that I, I I agree with all of your points except one. I don't think it's getting worse. It's just being recorded. That's yeah. Okay. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, agree with that. You there. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So as someone who lived in the Los Angeles, I can tell you that Raphael is correct on that. It is now just being recorded because we have modern technology. Not in yeah, the police department. They've they've refused to yeah. have, uh, have cam. uh, cameras on the police officers uh, for years now. It's but been cell a, phones weren't available at the point to yep. as far as camera phones in the '90s and the '80s and the '70s and the '60s. Like I said, like who's someone who lives in, or has lived in the Southern California area where tensions have always been high between the police yeah. and and uh, black and Latino communities in those areas. So. Uh, you know, these things are not uncommon and these things were very common throughout many yeah. of those years. And like Raphael hit it right on the head there that I'm not sure that they're not getting worse though, Raphael, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Um, I'm sure that there's a tremendous amount that's being recorded now that never would have been shown before. But mm-hmm. I think the atmosphere that's being created in this country right now in the Republican convention and, and the comments that are coming out of, out of our president, um, those are those are giving people license to do things that they may not have been willing to do in the past. So I'm just not so sure about that. I feel like it's getting worse, you know? Yeah, I just think that if a person felt a certain way, now they really have a platform to really say it because it's somewhat being pushed by by the president. And as a black person, I'm somewhat okay with it in a sense because I'd rather have my racism overt and in my face than than not. So I mean we've seen it every day on social media. A person expresses their feelings and they lose their job. A person says something and you know they ended up apologizing. Oh that's not how I really feel. I didn't really mean it that way. Yada yada yada. But Trump has given them a platform to expose themselves as you know, racists, bigots, whatever. So on one hand, if, if though, although it seems worse, I feel like it's good to at least know who is who. Yeah. And but the also the the flip side of that is, and I had tweeted about it. Like you can't convince me that a lot of the media types, or even like some of the team owners or higher ups, agree with the players boycotting. But everybody's going to say they do because you don't want to look like you disagree with it, um, especially after the the pressure that the I think I don't know if she was the controlling owner, but the lady with the Atlanta Dream. Atlanta Storm, Atlanta Storm, I believe, correct? Or is the the Atlanta WNBA team? Yeah, Seattle, right. It's the Seattle Storm. It's the Atlanta Dream. The Atlanta Dream, yes. And they had T-shirts and everything, and so. So I don't think another owner wants that type of negative attention. So it's easy to just say, I support the players, even right. if they they really don't. And um, I mean, like even Woes, like that article they wrote about Kyrie was, I mean, they came at him pretty hard. And I think a lot of people, 
you know, felt a certain felt a certain way about you know Kyrie and Dwight's stance. But Woj, I and this is just how I feel. I feel like because he's being paid so much by ESPN, and I mean they're paying him like millions of dollars. He's making more than some players. They have to have these these stories. You know, Kyrie is kind of like low-hanging fruit. Dwight is low-hanging fruit. Yeah. If you post something negative about those guys, then, you know, it's going to get a reaction. So I feel like Woj is out of line with the whole article and story about um, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I mean, I have a friend that he was on that team. And, yeah, they may not be, like, the best of friends, but it wasn't to the point where he wasn't Chad really Kobe don't. toxic. Yeah. And I think so far in these playoffs, in these bubbles, you can't see that there's any tension between those guys. And so I feel like, um, and then also someone like, you know, some of the writers with all the layoffs going on, if they're not covering the NBA, then they may lose their job. So they may even have a point of, I hope these guys just play because we need to keep our jobs as long as we're writing. Um, it's given us an opportunity to prove that we are deserving of deserving to still be employed. So I feel like a lot of people really don't support the players, but you can't come out and say that because if you say that, then it's going to cause a whole lot of backlash. So I think it's, as we call it, fake love that's, that's going on. Cause even with the Orlando magic, I mean, their ownership, doesn't have the best reputation as far as you know like social issues or whatever but they came out and they made a statement saying that they support it i don't think a lot of people actually believe it's heartfelt but it's just the right thing to do or say at this particular time so i know we we've got this cancel culture movement that is basically another social weapon that's at least trying to keep people accountable Mm-hmm. Or, or statements that they make, you know. I mean, uh, I think a few years ago, you you could make a racist statement and it wouldn't affect your job. Today, you make a racist statement, and if you're in a socially conscious company at all, or even a company that's trying to appear to be socially conscious, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna pay the price. You know, you're gonna yep. lose your job and 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 other consequences. Uh, it's not as good as those people being truly, honestly unracist and and you know treating everybody fairly but at least you don't have it in your face and i i can understand your position of man i'd rather i'd rather know who are the real people out here and who are the ones that are really are against me man i can fully understand that but at the other side is you know is that the examples that are set by all of these things happening and so forth i think offsets the whole sort of hiding under the rocks type of thing that they're at least let's chase them back at least let the light be bright enough to force them to go back and crawl underneath those rocks if they're going to be that way um so 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 i'll ask you this guys uh, as we head on out uh this again will probably be within the next 24 hours the nba and the players association are probably going to go ahead and come down to an agreement of some type on whether or not if or when they will be playing games again. Raphael, you said you know, either which way they go, you're going to support it either which way. And uh, as someone who, like I said, wants to see these things that are out there in social media as far as the comments that are made, you know, 
people need to go ahead. I understand everyone wants to see the NBA, but there are larger than life issues at hand here. So I want to ask you this, my friend, if it comes to the point where the NBA cancels its season, do you think that's a real possibility? Because to me, I think it's on the books and it has to be on the table. Well, I think it's all up to LeBron James, to be honest with you. If LeBron says, I'm done, I'm leaving the bubble, I'm going to, you know, this is bigger than basketball. I think the season is over right then and there. If LeBron says he wants to play, then I think it becomes a little bit more challenging. Other players may decide to leave, but LeBron and the Lakers, in my opinion, are going to be the driving force behind it. I have a tendency to agree with you, my friend. Uh, Avery Bradley, uh, you know, and his statement that he made by staying, you know, out of the bubble. Uh, obviously, you know, he he's was taking a lot of flack at that point in time. But, you know, seeing what now, what we see now, it, you know, it looks like it's a move that, again, needed to be made for him to help him but come to him. But related, though, right? But it was healthy. He said he was going that, to be more active in the movement as well. Besides, obviously, the fact that he has uh, children that are or could be impaired or hampered by the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember them saying that he was against playing, but the official reason that he didn't come was his son. But he also um, said he wanted to be active in the movement and as well on in his time off. Yeah, and he may have been active. It's just one of those things where we live in the world where if, if you didn't, if it wasn't recorded, it didn't happen. So he could have been super active in this time. But if there's no, you know, record of it, people are going to wonder, was he doing anything? Mm-hmm. And I even heard someone say, well, someone made a point that the players who were in the bubble were active and they were using social media and they were using you know hats shirts or whatever to kind of keep it going even though it did kind of die down as as the days went on but they were saying like what about all the guys whose teams weren't invited to the bubble how come we haven't seen them being as active and of course like the cameras are not on them but you know they were saying that they haven't been as active as you would have liked them to be because, you know, they, they have time on their hands to be active and to do whatever. So, and I, and I think that's somewhat of a valid point, but it also goes back into if it's not recorded in this era, then it didn't happen. Well, those are some interesting thoughts indeed. I, I Like I said, I agree with you 100% on what you're saying. And Laker, Tom, you had some really valid points as well. Um, I'm, I'm Again, I want to hear your thoughts out there, everyone. If you have some comments on the situation as far as, whether or not the playoffs should continue, whether or not you should agree with whatever the players decide they want to go ahead and do. We want to hear your thoughts at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Lakerholics.com is a great place to go to have that conversation. They're having this conversation now as we speak at Lakerholics.com. Rafael Barlow is at Barlow500, also as well at NBA Draft Junkies. You know, I know that Raphael is also doing a lot for NBADraftJunkies.com, but again, this is not the exactly the the time we need to focus on on what's at hand with us, and that's also again just supporting the players in this time of need that they need our support so that action can finally be done as far as these 
these terrible things that that go on in our society, such as the Jacob Blake shooting, and obviously the repercussions of that last night with the shooting and killing of two people in Wisconsin added onto it during the protests. So again, uh, if you can go ahead and keep in touch with us here at Lakers Fast Break, uh, last Lakers Fast Break, we will go ahead and continue the conversation each and every day here as long as uh, we get word on what's going on, and we'll give you updates here on the show. But Laker Tom, I know you're having some discussions even as we speak at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, it's obviously been the the subject of the day. Um, I guess I'd like to, the last thing I'd I'd like to say on the subject is that uh, I'm a big believer in that uh, this is an opportunity. You know, I've read so many tweets of people saying that Ah, uh, the players are not going to get anything. Who's going to listen to a bunch of black athletes? Uh, most of the people aren't watching the NBA. Nobody cares about that. They don't really have any power. Um, I happen to think totally different. I think that, yeah, in the past, that's been the story. That's what's happened over and over, which is why this thing has reached such a frustrating level for everybody. And while while I do agree 100% with Raphael, that uh, if LeBron decided to throw in the hat, uh, that would that would definitely make it make it a uh, given that the league would just shut down. However, I think that this is a real opportunity, and I think that the way that the Bucks have gone about putting a ultimatum on Wisconsin and the Kenosha to do something about the situation, and there are things that they can do, and I think that. The results from the NBA and the NBA Players Association, the NBA Players Association, who have worked well together, is going to be not to do anything drastic. They're going to stand back and give Wisconsin and Kenosha an opportunity to to do what they should do, what they should have done in this situation. Um, and I don't think they're going to cancel the season before they give them an opportunity to do that, because this is this is a real chance for the players to make an, an effort and a change that they could not have had without the platform that they're going. They could not have done without starting the playoffs. They could not have done without taking the steps that they're taking right now. And I think that you can't throw opportunities like that away because it could be Brianna Taylor next who could get justice. It could be a hundred other people uh, who have who have had things happen to them that have just buried and fallen along the way as the normal just continued. This is a chance to make a new normal. And I think that uh, I'm really proud and excited about the opportunity that the players have given all of America for us to see some real justice made. And I'm hoping that that's what we're going to see. I'm hoping for the same as well, my friend. And I know seeing Raphael shake his head, I I, I would think the same. Well said. Well said, indeed. Well said. Yeah, I mean, the, the key word to me is just, an opportunity. I don't, and I'm just being 100% honest, I don't think in the heat of the moment, if a cop sees a black person, and if they're a racist cop and they see a black person, I don't think in the heat of the moment, they're going to think like, oh, you know what? The NBA season was canceled. Let me think twice about this. I think they are, you know, who they are. And I do think that there is somewhat of a perception about you know, young black males or young males of color. And some of it is, and I'll be honest, some of it is kind of valid in a sense because of 
you know, there's a lot of violence going on in different cities and some of the stereotypes are definitely there for a reason, um, which is unfair. But at the same time, just being totally honest, I can understand it in a sense, but I don't think that if a person of color is, well, I think there should be like tactics used instead of just pulling out a gun quick. I mean, I, I will say like the, the Blake guy that was shot, he should have complied. I think he definitely should have, you know, listened to their orders. He would have made the situation a lot better, but shooting him seven times in the back was unnecessary. And, um, and like, you know, like I said, if someone says, well, you know what, this could have totally been avoided. I get that. That is correct. It could have been avoided on, on both on both costs, you know, could have been avoided in his situation. The cops didn't have to do it the way they did. And I just read a report that they said, Oh, he had a knife in the car. So I don't think that even justifies how it happened. But at the end of the day, like I was like the point I was really trying to make before I went on a tangent, I don't know if in the heat of the moment, anything is going to change because I mean, we saw it with, with the video that came out this morning. Why Why does a 17-year-old kid need, I don't know if it was like an AR-15 or something like that. Why is he walking down the street like that and nothing happens? I think if it were me, if I were out there and I was considered, well, I would be considered a protester because of my skin color. And so if I was considered a protester with the AK-47 walking around, it would not have I would not have been able to just walk by. No, you would have had, uh, you know, pick a number of, of police and law enforcement right on you right away. Mm-hmm. It actually had, happened. I had his hands up and surrender even because he figured that, hey, the cops were going to stop me. Yeah. And I let him walk right on by. Go ahead, Raphael. Well, it happened in, they had, remember the situation in Dallas, I want to say it was like four years ago where they had the, I guess, I don't know if you consider it a sniper, but they had like a protest and there was somebody on the roof and they shot and killed about eight police officers. Well, it started off as a peaceful protest, but then there was a, a black man that had a gun. I want to say it was like an AR-15 or something like that. He had a license to carry. I mean, it is Texas. It is the wild, wild west. So people have guns. But when he when they saw him, he was automatically somewhat accused of being the shooter. I mean, his face was plastered on on social media. I mean, it was all over, like, this is the man that did it. And he was just there as a peaceful protester. And he had his gun, which, you know, is totally legal in Texas, but he wasn't allowed to move around freely because everyone assumed that it was him. And now we've seen something totally different in Wisconsin where it wasn't a peaceful protest. At least it wasn't at that point. The police were responding to gunshots and, and, you know, they knew something was going on, but it never occurred to them that this kid was the reason behind it. And so I said all that to say, that's for sure. What's that? Said you don't want to take his guns away. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just think like in the heat of the moment, I still don't know if the perception will change. Well, we'll even like they label him a vigilante. Who are those cops on the street? How how do we determine that though? Like, how do you? If I go to police, a police academy, how can you determine that? 
I'm not a racist. You probably but, can't, but I, but I bet you anything that if you go back and you look at the, and it's it's seen this over and over with these incidents, and you go back and you look at the number of complaints that these officers who end up doing these these horrible things, right? Not something that just bops out of here. You never no, seen. I, it before. You know, that's I agree. Down to there's. You know, we've just got to get rid of the blue wall and, and all of those things and the inability to sue police officers. There's a whole litany of things that you can do to make that environment safer, as well as even, you know, requiring requiring the police forces to use non-lethal weapons, for God's sakes. Our technology should be good enough to, to develop, you know, weapons that can prevent people from having to feel like they, even in, even in defense, to shoot somebody seven times in the back. I don't know how you can justify that. That okay. he had car. I hadn't heard that. That that's that's so totally freaking ridiculous. Right. And I, I read that the the kid, the seventeen year old kid, his goal was to be a police officer, <laughs> and that's why he was there to protect. Yeah, I read so, he was a blue life supporter. Is what I read too. Yeah. So it's kind of like all right. It, it, it's scary to think that there may be other people like that or like him that think like that, that want to be police officers and that are going to be very quick to use their weapon to prove a point, which is kind of scary in a sense. And like, for me, I can honestly say that I don't live in fear. You know, I'm not one of these people that says every time I leave the house, I'm worried because I'm a black man. I'm worried about, you know, being arrested by the police. That's not my story. I mean, I'm not knocking those that are, but I've never had like a gun pulled out on me. I've never had anything like that. I mean, I have been racially profiled, but I've never had a situation that has been traumatizing. So I don't live in that fear. But that's not always the case for everyone. That might not always be the case for you either. Right. Hopefully, you know. Wrong situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, some great words between Laker Tom, Raphael, and and I'll tell you what, uh, we will see what happens with the rest of the NBA season going forward in the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, I, like I said earlier, the players met about an hour, an hour and a half ago uh, from our recording time right now, and the Board of Governors from the NBA are meeting tomorrow morning in regards to obviously what is going to be taking place moving forward and Raphael uh, I hope either which way we will go on tomorrow night and talk about whatever decisions that are made in regards to the rest of the season on the Lakers fast break I hope you'll join me for that as well yep I'm in alright well if you have any questions for us again at Lakers fast break at Laker Tom and also as well at NBA Draft Junkies if you have any questions for us Please, we just truly appreciate any support that you can give all of our shows and also as well, Lakerholics.com, NBA Draft Junkies, and all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Again, we will keep you updated what's going on with the situation in regards to the NBA playoffs and also the protests that are behind it. We support the players and whatever decision that they make and whatever the outcome may be, we'll let you know right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.